0: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is MJ, and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine podcast. As usual, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. Today's episode of the podcast is the very first the card pool lane episode, where I bring my very good friend and frequent collaborator, Mono Whiteboarder, on to talk about all things magic. Well, he's actually driving home from work. So without further ado, I'd like to reintroduce Mono Whiteboard to the show. Hey, MJ, how are you? Doing all right. How's the drive going today?
1: Uh, Pretty good, but I do know for a fact that there is construction in about 20 minutes, so I'm not looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, well, hey, it'll give you more time to talk to me about card draw, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on the first episode of this uh, card pool lane, I suppose, taking uh, a bit of the semblance from Mark Rosewater's uh, podcast of a similar name, but totally not the same thing. We're we're totally doing our own thing, just making that clear. Um,
1: Mark drives to work driving from work. It's a completely different
0: concept. Yep, yep. This is a carpool lane, but this is a cardpool lane. So now that we've explained our very, very bad dad joke here, um, <laughs> we're going to get to the rest of the topic today. So our topic is about, of course, whenever I bring Peter onto the show, white cards. And specifically, since we just got a spoiler for a new card from Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, and that card is Priest of Ancient Lore. The Priest of Ancient Lore is a 2-1 dwarf cleric that costs 2 and a white and it reads, whenever a priest of ancient lore enters the battlefield, you gain one life and you draw a card. So again, Peter, on Twitter the other day when this card got released, you were a little bit skeptical, I suppose, about why people would want to play this 2-1, specifically talking about the card Wall of Omens that we've had several printings of, mostly in the Zendikar sets, but also, I believe, in Time. And the Wall of Omens is a zero-four 4 wall that costs one and a white, and when it's a defender, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card. So I, I just wanted to, to pick your brain on a little bit. Why do you think that Wall of Omens is underplayed in the EDH community versus a 2-1 Dwarf Cleric with a little bit upside the cost one more?
1: Yeah, I I, think I was just really surprised at the reaction from the community for it. Because I think when I saw the card... I think mj i'm gonna be honest i think i was a little angry like uh i I thought what has all this been for if we're just gonna staple draw a card onto a three drop and and why have we not been doing it since we printed wall of them so many years ago so i i I think that tweet was from a little bit of a point of just like frustration like throwing my hands up in the uh, uh kind of what was the what was the whole point of this um, because, yeah, people seemed really ecstatic about the card, and I understand where people are coming from. There's a lot of people coming from the idea that, oh, we get a, a white common creature that ETBs and draws a card. Mm-hmm. Um, them, it was never a common, it was always printed at uncommon, I believe. Yes. It may have been a rare. I think I think
0: it was an trip. uncommon throughout most of its, uh, most of its printings, I mean, obviously there was a Friday FNM promo, but yeah, I think it was an uncommon at every single printing. Yeah, it was definitely an uncommon every single printing has ever been available in since Rise of the Eldrazi.
1: But uh, but for me, too, it's like, one, this doesn't change. This doesn't really change anything for me, right? With white card draw. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it doesn't set a precedent, in my opinion, because Wall of Omens, has been around, but we haven't really seen just ETB draw a card for a long time on a white creature, right? It's been a a while of just no downside draw card. So, I don't feel like there's a real precedent set here, and I don't feel as though one individual card, like, if you think this one individual card is saving white card draw, then you don't have a good understanding of white card draw, right? Because we've had ETB draw a card on Point of, you know, what's been the point of uh, this, like all this weird technology that we've had? Because it wasn't that long ago that we got Farsight Adept, print,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: was ETB, target opponent draws a card, and you draw.
0: Yeah, new draw a card.
1: Um, and I wrote a blog post about Adept and how you know this is an interesting point of exploration, but rip, rip, Farsight Adept because. There's no way that you play Farsight Adept over this new dwarf, really, in most decks. I'm sure that there's some some fringe corner cases that you can find, but most of the time, I think you're just going to play this dwarf. So it kind of, it just looks a little bit baffled that if it was this simple, why haven't we been doing it the whole time, right? Yeah. I guess that's my point. Maybe I'm just an angry mono-white player uh, screaming the void, but... It just feels a little bit strange that we have this dwarf and everyone's so excited about it and I'm just still baffled at like what does the existence of this card mean? What does it mean for the future? It 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 doesn't it doesn't declare anything for me and it's a little bit it it lacks a little bit of creativity, right? Like mm-hmm. what was the point of all this exploration if uh if we were just gonna kind of give up and just staple it to cartridge? I yeah. don't
0: know. It's just. Yeah, th- that's a very interesting point you bring up, because, again, another friend of the show, Sheepwave, did bring this up, I believe, earlier today, about the last three sets have actually had white card draw kind of stapled to them. So if we go back to Strixhaven, we have... The ever-popular, at least on this channel, Secret Rendezvous, which is an immediate draw three, opponent draws three spell. You're right about Farsight Adept is that it allows you to draw a card from Zendikar Rising while an opponent also gets to draw a card. And then you had the ever-popular Esper Sentinel print, just printed in Modern Horizons 2, which can be an absolute house at a single white mana. And then you get the Priest of Ancient Lore here, which allows you to draw that card on the ETB. And interestingly enough, gain you a life, which, as we know, is something white loves to do. We like to gain a lot of life in white, typically. So it kind of seems to do that opposite of the Phyrexian Rager bit in black for the exact same cost versus that costing you a life because that's more within black's color pie versus white, which is gaining you the life. And again, when we want to compare that to something like, a, I don't know, Sky Scanner, which also does the same thing, which gives you a 1-1 body that is flying, again... How useful is that one life that you're going to get off the priest more than, I guess, getting a 1-1 uh, Thopter, which gives you flying? Since they both give you a card, maybe you get a life with the priest, but, I mean, typically more often, I, at least personally in my decks, would find a sky scanner to almost be more worthwhile, and you can jam that in any deck.
1: The sky scanner having flying is a lot more relevant of an ability, but it's just adding the life game get white and if that's the case why don't we just add why hasn't that been on creature forever why is it just now i'm i'm really looking forward to possibly there being some kind of detailed explanation on on this design here and maybe i'm reading way too far into a comment and a very good comment that like this card totally has utility and purpose in a flicker deck or a reanimation deck at three mana, so you can bring back with Sun Titan. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident that I will be playing this card alongside my Wall of Omen and my Throbodin's Vector. It's not some sort of godsend. It's not something new. I, I just find it the reaction very, a lot of hype. It's, it's just strange to me rather than exciting. You know, uh, it's not something to throw my hands in the air and wave them around, but it's just. Very perplexing to me that, you know, three sets after something like Farsight Adept, we're just throwing that idea away and replacing it with this new this new dwarf.
0: Yeah. So again, I hope you don't wave your arms in the air because you're driving. I should remind you that. So keep your hands yeah. on the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Both hands on the wheel for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is it is interesting that you brought up Wall of Omens in particular, because for the longest time, this was really the the yardstick that all white card draw had. It was seem to be the only creature that really had that reliably stapled to upon outside of Skyscanner. I mean, you do have things like Sandstone Oracle, Sad Robot, and Rocks Meditant, which do require you to jump through a few other hoops to be able to get cards off it, or... Filigree uh, Familiar, e- even our ever-popular Mentor of the Meek, which, as you know, and you've obviously played this card, is a lot of value stapled to one card for a 2-2 body for 2 and a white, but that's a rare because you can utilize that effect over and over again, whereas the Priest is obviously a common. So, I'm not going to sit here and compare those two cards specifically, but yes, I can definitely see your point here that Wizards is starting to print more cards with draw a card on them for on a creature, seemingly common, because it's I, I suppose kind of leveling out a little bit where white is compared to the other colors. But again, these are not necessarily the best. I suppose ways, because again, we have done our episode on card draw, card velocity, card advantage, and the white is good in MTG, actually, series, which if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to recently, I highly recommend. We talk about a lot more of this kind of stuff there, so I won't go into it, but you're you're definitely right that we're seeing a lot more of these effects, but I guess they're not as game-breaking to us as to most people, because we typically as white players we found ways to draw cards outside of this and i guess we're just not overly excited by a can-tripping creature for three mana
1: yeah it's like i said it's it's very good it's a nice little utility piece to have but it's not ta- attacking the problem or tackling the supposed problem of white cargers mm-hmm. um it's Because what you really want to be looking for when we talk about white card draw is is creative solutions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and creative things that go along with white. I'd say even Throbin Inspector is a more interesting and creative solution for specifically the white color pie. It's still a creature that uh, you pay a total of three mana and in the end you get a creature and a card. Throbin Inspector is one white ETB, investigate, and then you pay two mana to crack the blue draw a card. That, to me, is far more um, of a white feeling card. Far more white comes in at one mana. It's a one mana creature that draws a card in white, which is very relevant for things like Ranger of Eos, um, the new enchantment from Modern Horizons that lets you return a one-drop Proclamation of Rebirth. White does care about one um, And so a one-drop to draw a card is, is a lot more exciting. So, while... You know, I don't, I'm not trying to rain Buddy's parade or be a crank here, but um, this dwarf just isn't, it doesn't feel like anything. I don't like, like I said, my reaction to it was more just like kind of surprise at the community's reaction to it and then frustration at why? What's the point then? If, if white is like, We've worked. They've worked so hard trying to find convoluted ways for white to draw cards, and then they finally just staple it on a creature, like they did with Wall of Them many moons ago. And it just leaves me kind of baffled. Still, just why didn't we do that earlier? Why have we waited so long? Why did not we wait for this D and D set, and we didn't even attach it to any mechanic in the D and D set? Okay. Um,
0: so, we so, just yes. Yeah, so for you, it's more just you're kind of frustrated that they kind of shuffled their feet, wizards on doing this before if they were always intending to, or, I mean, I suppose the, the reaction of the reason, the whole reason why we're doing the white, the series on white is because we feel like people don't give white a fair shake. Well, clearly wizards thinks that this is one way to solve that problem.
1: Ah, yeah. And maybe, I don't know. I'm very much forward to whether it's a Mark Rosewater article or a good morning magic episode or anything like that, getting, some clarification on why why this card was printed why at this time and getting some understanding to the design decision for this white common and maybe there's really not that much of a story maybe they just somebody pitched it and they were like yeah you know what let's put that let's put that card into the file um, or maybe there is a lot more of a story maybe there was a real battle here and they they uh, they they had somebody fighting really hard to get the card in the set i don't know but uh i for me this card raises a lot more questions than it provides answers which is crazy for a comment maybe i'm just putting way too much weight on a comment i don't know what you think mj i
0: i think you are a little bit there just personally but i see where you're coming from the fact that People are going crazy over this priest of ancient lore, which again, doesn't have a whole lot more going for it than the wall of omens is a little weird. I mean, obviously we're very plugged into the social media scene. So we see a lot of the complaining about white, about how you Mm -hmm. can't draw cards in white apparently. And we have our own opinions on this, obviously very opinionated on the other way. And so when, when I'm looking to build a deck, I mean, I can I can think about throwing a Wall of Omens there to draw a card, but that's just usually the meta that I play, and I kind of prefer to have a zero four 4 that I can drop on turn two. It seems like something, uh, you know, a 2-1 on turn three that once it comes in the battlefield, I gain a life and I draw a card, I don't really see a lot of value to it versus the Skyscanner versus the Wall of Omens, which I feel like at least I could trade for a block or something. I mean, obviously, the Wall of Omens is not going to block since it's, or it's not going to attack since it has Defender, has zero power. But the idea is that I feel like there's more va- expected value out of that card um, just in total versus the Priest. Now, again, I have seen bits about here um, re- requiring things like Skull Clamp on the Priest of Ancient Lore, which definitely works. I'm going to draw you two cards, but all of a sudden now you have to start worrying about a two card combo to be able to draw three cards for well, would be like five, six mana to be able to get that to work. And at that point, you could just run Skyscanner too. So it's, yeah, I, I can definitely see some some of the trepidation here. It's, it's one of those things where Wizards is clearly trying to just feel out and figure out where they want to take white card draw. And the easiest way to gain goodwill in the community is to just staple card draw to a card.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know what, you nailed the head. You hit the nail on the head there. With, you know, they're just feeling it out. Printing, like we saw with Wall of Omen, printing card draw on a random common creature doesn't mean that we're going to get that frequently. It might be another six years before we see a creature that's anywhere similar to this. Um, but you know, they're just it out. You know, maybe getting goodwill as well, and just seeing how it plays. And I'm sure you know, for the limited environment, this card's going to be an all-star, right? Oh, definitely. Um, It's going to be awesome in limited, and I'm excited to play some Adventures in the Forgotten Realms limited uh, moving into the future. But for Commander, you know, if you weren't playing Wall of Moment before, do you really want to play this card? You know, maybe in a cleric deck, it's awesome to have this card and a deck that's heavily focused on skull clamp. Yes, it's nice. Um, but it's not rattling the boat for white card draw. There's still plenty of other ways to get your white card draw and, uh, acting like this card is a savior for a white card draw problem that might not exist to the extent that you think it does. Uh, it seems a little hasty
0: sure sure so again for the listeners out there we're, we're not trying to say that this is not a good card and we're not trying to rail against the design we actually think this is a fairly good design it's always nice to be able to staple draw a card onto any sort of permanence i think where peter and i are going here though is we would like more people to play with wall of omens honestly it's a very good card right. you can do a lot of things with it and I think where, where you were going is that people are forgetting about that card and what makes priest of ancient lore so special versus that wall of omens. Just kind of seeing where the creatures are going from here, I suppose, because again, mm-hmm. we, we have to consider where white is going in the future. And we've seen a lot of interesting designs, but I, I suppose this does feel like just trying to, do you feel like this is kind of a cop out a bit? I, I I don't want to remain negative on this one, but just kind of of coming from your perspective, does this feel kind of like a cop-out to print this on a card versus Wall of Omens, or would you prefer they go and card draw in a different direction, such as Secret Rendezvous or Esper Sentinel?
1: I think think I'm with you that I
0: don't want to use the word cop-out because I don't know
1: the full story. I don't know what the idea was behind it. Um, And like I said, I'm really excited to because I'm sure it's going to be brought up somewhere along the line, whether it's in a Mark Rosewater article or Good Morning Magic. And I'm sure somebody from Wizards is going to give us a little bit more insight to this card, so I definitely don't want to call it a cop-out, because there could be a lot of... and I'm sure there is a lot of thought uh, behind this design, but I'm totally with you that, you know, don't let... uh, don't let the meme of white can draw cards convince you that this card is something totally brand new when we've had this we've had this type of card for a long time and inspector sky scanner wall of omen um, and don't let you know that that meme of white can draw cards has gone so overblown that the printing of this card can get so much excitement and really surprise both of them and I think that's what kind of that whole, this whole point uh, that we've been trying to that. I'm not surprised, like, and I'm not, I'm not surprised. not to, Like I'm more, I'm more perplexed than I am excited.
0: Yeah. That, no. that, that, that is fair because just the, the amount of fanfare around white when it has draw a card stapled to it, or uh, we've seen that other, uh, what was it? Hound or dog that just got uh, shown that it can allow you to get a planes of some sort from your deck or from your library, no. put it on the battlefield, things like that. And just people go insane about that. And yeah, it's it's good, but I, I do agree with you is that we've had these kinds of tools before. It's just maybe you had to try to work around it a little bit. And so I, so I feel like we kind of accepted the challenge as white players that mm. we just had to figure out how to how to do these things so differently in playing that, that I suppose, you know, when it's just handed right to us in that kind of direction that we're just not as excited.
1: Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of ways to go, but you're exactly right. I, I'm far more interested in a lot of the Johnny options of card draw. We've gotten of late, you know, I mean, the emphasis on white card draw dates back to when you first started with Mm -hmm. Dawn of Open War. That's a really nice, elegant card draw spell, a self engine that feels very white. And that's more so the type of card that search. The premises is the type of card that really fascinates me and has fascinated me, um, for a while. Now these are both rare, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, even at common and uncommon level, Farsight Adept and Secret Rendezvous are both very interesting designs um, that give you a little bit more room to explore as an age player, and so those cards are even more exciting uh, than this card that we've seen before. And you know, the ways to make it work, I can see fairly clearly. Um, but it, it's not—I'm not, not going to treat it as some sort of savior to white card. Draw because I don't think white card draw necessarily needs to be saved.
0: Okay, and th- yeah, and that's the point we've been harping on uh, about in our series that's ongoing. Gonna gonna give a shout out to that as well with with our good friend Coach JRO, and we just ta- spend that whole series talking about ways to get around some of these weaknesses. But it also requires, I suppose, a different level of willingness. Um, to to, to experiment and try new things. It allows us to get into the political arena versus just, you know, blue says draw two cards. You You don't have that divination. It costs three mana, but instead you're going to even here, get a body, draw a card. Well, that's already something different, and if you allow one of your opponents to draw a card, well, you can start using that for political situations, I suppose, and there's a lot more room for that now. Again, not to say that this Priest won't fit in any of our decks, because obviously gaining a life drawing card is nothing to sneeze at, but again, Wall of Omens is still there and fairly cheap. If you're looking for this sort of effect, I mean, Priest of Ancient Lore, unless you have a rock out, you're going to drop a turn three. Wall of Omens, you can drop a turn two and you get that card. So it's just one of those things. I think ultimately it's going to depend on what kind of deck you're running this in. It's very possible that Skyscanner, Wall of Omens, or even Sad Robot may actually work better for your deck depending on what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I, like I like you kind of said and iterated on, you know, we don't want to be negative on this card. We would just want to give it a holistic view of this card. As opposed to just white says draw like white card says draw a card on it. Wow, what new design space. We've seen that before. You know, we're, we're getting plenty of card draw. We don't need to feed into the meme. Instead, we can look at the holistic view of this card and look at the, you know, large swath of options that we already have that do a similar thing. And, uh, hopefully that gets someone, if someone saw this and they saw this dwarf, they got excited about it. And that keys them into, Hey, there's wall of omen. Hey, there's throbbing inspector. Hey, there's skyscanner. Maybe I do want to build a white blink deck and, uh, and get my card draw from these creatures, you know, more power to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and again, we're, I'm going to say it for the second or third time, we're not trying to take a dump on this card. We're just basically saying that it's not going to save white card draw because it doesn't... Because white sometimes has to think outside the box to be able to get its cards, or you're just worrying about more about velocity and making sure you have the right cards in your hand versus just drawing cards. Because how many times I've drawn a card in white... I'm in my mono-white deck, and I just draw another planes. Well, is that really helping my game plan?
1: Right. I, and and maybe that also kind of tails into how do you feel, MJ? And this is a very much a much bigger scale question. All do right. you feel like the card pool, or the card pool, do you feel like the commander card pool and the color pie are being a little bit homogenous? And we're starting to see colors looking a little bit the same
0: oh definitely i mean if anything we've learned from the last couple of years at least since i started is blue and green are basically starting to become kind of the same but i give the caveat that blue is effectively becoming something and everything you can basically do everything in blue except for a couple of things and green is starting to get up there. It's allowing itself to draw cards more frequently. You're able to do more powerful things, put a lot of permanents on the battlefield. Black's allowing you to draw a whole bunch of cards. Red's allowing you to do a whole bunch of exiling, impulsive draw, things like that, which is effectively draw with a downside, but red's really starting to get those kinds of effects in there, and I guess in a way that kind of pushes white towards we need to draw cards, just to be able to keep up with everything else, and I—I I don't know if that's necessarily good. I'm not going to go on the whole color pie discussion here, but I can definitely see uh, some of the colors starting to break the pie in other directions, not just white. With this,
1: yeah, and I, yeah, of a similar vein of, you know, the color pie discussion, and if it's homogenized, is it's such a big to- topic to tackle, and I. I wouldn't say that either of us are experts on the color pie to the extent that we could tackle. Uh, sure. But yeah, I, what we see here is I would venture to guess that every color now has a three drop with ETB draw uh, and possibly some additional text. And is drawing a card, gaining a life drawing a card, losing a life. Are they different enough that they still feel you or do, do they feel kind of the same? Um, you know, I don't, I can't fully answer that question, but uh, I know... Let's see if I can rattle them off. So we have the Dwarf in white, Phyrexian Rager in black, uh, Merchant of Secrets in blue is ETB draw card. Um, is there a green 3-drop that
0: ETB's to draw a card? I'm sure there is. Oh, I, I I'm very sure there is, but again, yeah, that that's one of those things that I just mm-hmm. don't remember, but I'm sure there is.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't know, is that is that a good homogenization? bad homogenization i i don't feel like i'm i i at the moment i can't answer the question but it is just a, a something to think about maybe for the audience and maybe come to your own
0: sure so do you think we're going to be seeing more of these white creatures at uncommon or common etb draw a card in the future you think this is somewhere that wizards is going to be going now that people seem more so or so interested in new white creatures that do this sort of thing
1: um, I'm curious how they choose to iterate, right? So sighted Depth is ETB target opponent draws a card and I draw a card. This one is gain a life draw a card. Um, so I'm curious to see if the next one has some, you know, different text on it. Perhaps it, I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but I wouldn't be surprised another, uh, Low cost white creature with ETB draw card and an additional line of text, whether it's a downside or an upside uh staple to it. I think that is the direction that we're headed. But I think I personally hope that it comes with um a little bit more creativity than just gaining a life. Um I think far-sighted deck was a little bit more interesting of a card to analyze, um, which made it more fun to me. But you know. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are really going to enjoy, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of joy out of having this three-drop creature that draws a card as well. So um, we'll see what the next iteration on it is, but I'm sure that we'll see another three-drop white
0: creature that has
1: ETB draw a card and
0: some extra stuff. Sure. And also, if you're interested in getting a Priest of Ancient Lore or any of the cards that we've talked about in this episode, definitely make sure to check with your local game store first and foremost, because they really enjoy your support and whatever you can do for them. And Adventures in the Forgotten Realms comes out later this month, so definitely check that out. All right, Peter, it's been great talking to you. Hope your drive's been all right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been moving steadily, as so I'll get home the whole time. All right, so um, you can find the back catalog of the entire MTG in Quarantine podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, Player FM, MTG Cast, and many other podcast outlets. That includes the entire catalog of all the White in MTG is Good, Actually series, where Peter, Coach J. and I talk more in depth about everything mono-white, including several episodes on what white is in the color pie, as well as color... Or as far as color theory, card advantage and velocity, and many other topics. And again, I want to thank you for being on the show today, Peter. You've been listening to the MTG in Quarantine podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.